Hey, it's the More Sports Now podcast. We're covering New York and New Jersey. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. Today we'll talk some hockey, the Islanders, a sweep of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And also we'll talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox series. A little baseball we'll throw in there. And uh, Matt, pretty impressive uh, series for the Islanders, a sweep of uh, Pittsburgh and again, they do it with defense. They're not giving up any goals, and uh, they look awfully good. It's the way they've played all season long. Last year, uh, they were among the worst in the league. This year, they gave up 100 less goals. They got good goaltending from Robin Leonard in this series. So, yeah, all in all, it was a great start for them. I'm not surprised by the outcome. I'm surprised by the sweep. I thought Pittsburgh had a little bit more. But the truth is, Pittsburgh's a team in decline. Um, mm-hmm. They are a team that has had great deal of success over the last 12 years or so Uh, they've won many Stanley Cups but now like most clubs who have that issue uh, it's a good one to deal with you pay a lot of money to your stars you don't have much for everybody else you're in a cap stretched world and then those guys get a little older and suddenly you're not as feared as you once were and, you know, it is a start of a decline for them. I'm not saying that Pittsburgh will fall to the basement in the National Hockey League or at the bottom of the Atlantic, uh, the Metropolitan Division, but they are in, in the, the midst of a decline. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk about Barry Trotz here. I mean, he's the guy who's defending uh, uh, Stanley Cup champion uh, Capitals. He was the coach there. He comes over to the Islanders, and, like, it's, it's worse to first on the defensive end. And so he's got, I mean, he's doing an incredible job so far for them. I mean, he's a big part of this, no obviously. Doubt. No doubt. Um, he brought he brought a resume with him. Lou Lamorello before him, and only by a short period of time, brought a resume with him. It signaled a change in the thought process of the Islanders. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you say we're serious about winning. Most teams are serious about winning. I'm honestly not sure how serious the Islanders were last year, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But if you don't set the tone, if you don't lay out a path from the top, then you're in big trouble. Now, you also have to have some talent, and the Islanders do. They've got some, you know, it's not superstar talent, Mm -hmm. but it's a good team. They made some depth signings that have paid off in spades. The biggest one is they got Robin Leonard. Who saw this from Robin Leonard? I mean, just an incredible performance in goal. I mean, this is a guy who came over from Sweden with all this reputation, these skills, big, good. And he he was was horrible, you know. (laughs) And he meets with the Islanders last summer, and he tells them, by the way, a story's coming out. I'm admitting that I'm bipolar, that I was off my medication, that I was an alcoholic, that I had to go through a lot of things emotionally and mentally that I had to clear up with the help of a sports psychologist and a regular psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm on the right path. And the Islanders took a chance on him. Now, a one-year chance. They weren't foolish. And he was mm-hmm. happy to grab a one-year contract that anyone would want him. And... Knock on wood, God bless him, and good for him, and hopefully it signals yeah, a turnaround in his career. He's been great. Another incredible story because they're taking on personal demons here. So there's that story. And then is he – is you know how important goalkeeping is, obviously, you know, in general, but in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, can they ride – can they ride Leonard? Well, you can always ride a good goalie, mm-hmm. and there are twists and turns in all playoffs – uh, in all leagues. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason to think that they could not be one of the teams that goes to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, only six, only 16 start. 
Mm-hmm. Eight will be eliminated. They've already advanced, so they're down to the final eight. They'll play in all likelihood, in all likelihood, Washington, but the Caps are in a dogfight with the Carolina Hurricanes, so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. there. That would be an incredible series with Trotz returning uh, to face the team that basically fired him. They gave him an offer that he had to refuse. Mm-hmm. And so that was, it was really ended up being about money. In, in terms of no, uh, look, uh, they, uh, they thought that his time had run out. It wasn't money. They have the money. They print money in Washington. They mm-hmm. sell out all the time. No, it wasn't money. But they just won a cup. Yeah, they didn't want him. Wow. He had failed to bring them that cup mm-hmm. up until last year. Okay. So they had the man who's coaching them now, Todd Reardon, uh, in wait. They wanted him. He was on Barry's staff. Uh, I talked to people last year who were close to the Washington situation, as they say, sources, as they say, friends of mine in the organization, who said those two guys barely talked to each other because Barry knew that Todd Reardon was the guy that was going to take his job. Mm -hmm. But Washington didn't want to fire Barry. He had a year left on his deal. Uh, I don't know what he was making, but they didn't want to fire him and hire Todd. And much to Washington's joy, but also much to their chagrin, he succeeds and wins the championship, but they don't want him back. They just okay. feel that his voice had begun to get uh, to be a tired voice in that locker room. Right. And so now, hey, you won. Everybody knew he was gone at the end of the year. What Washington had hoped for is that he would lose, as they did, before getting to a Stanley Cup playoff, final even, lose in the first round, lose in the second round, and they could justify, hey, we gave you this great team. You didn't do anything with it. It's time for a new voice. And, hey, by the way, the guy that we all know is standing to your left is the guy we want. And they win. So, yeah, they have a parade and they celebrate and the cup goes all over the world and all this sort of stuff. And they said, well, what are we going to do here? And so they gave him a low-ball deal that they right. knew he would turn down. So yeah. it wasn't money. If they if they wanted him, they would have paid him. So, But it's a, it's still a, a good story brewing here. I mean, he's fresh, yeah. fresh start with the Islanders and maybe another run at the Cup here. And look, they've got players, Matt. I mean, Jordan Eberle had a nice series. He's a, he's a nice player. Matt Barzal, right? I mean, he's got these guys. No, who they, they don't have superstar talent, but they've got depth. And, you know, they've got a sense of uh, – you know who they are and what they are and they don't make a lot of mistakes they don't take a lot of chances and so that makes them difficult to beat and mm-hmm. if they get good goaltending and they did but they they let's see what happens in the next series if it's washington they'll be playing a defending stanley cup champ that had been tested because it's a 2-2 series against carolina in the first round and getting out of the first round is often the most difficult thing to mm-hmm. do so they Potentially will have found their stride, although last night T.J. Oshie, uh, not a star, but an important cog, very important cog in there, will suffered an injury and is going to be gone for a long time, so he won't be around for that series. At any rate, Washington may hit their stride after being scared a little bit. On the other hand, if Carolina ousts them, which is possible, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible, uh, then you've got this team that nobody expected to do anything this year, riding another magical goal-tending story in uh, Peter Morazic, with young kids, with speed, and, uh, you know, who knows? They could beat the Islanders. So I, I don't think anything is easy. If the Islanders get too far ahead of themselves, they'll mm-hmm. be ousted. But, yeah, they're down to the final eight, so good a, for them. A nice storyline, of course, too, if they play the Capitals, the Trots going up against the team he led to the Cup last year. So 
That'll be exciting. Now they're going to the Barclay Center for the next yep. round. So that's got to be frustrating for Islander fans. No, you got Nass- yeah. Nassau Coliseum, or they just kind of they 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 know it. They, well, they knew it was this. going to happen, right? In okay. fact, from everything we know, and I'm sure there's a ton we don't know about, about this whole thing about the Islanders' mm-hmm. original move to Brooklyn and how this is our home, but it was only a 25 year lease, but no out. Now suddenly there's an out. All this BS. It was all political machinations. But the fact of the matter is their contract, at least it appears, said they had to play all their playoff games at Barclays. Mm -hmm. Now, people say that the Nassau Coliseum is more of a home ice advantage. Now, it's louder. There's no question about it. I mean, it's old school. The fans are right on top of the ice. The roof is low. Mm -hmm. The noise just echoes. But it's a smaller arena. It's like 13, 14, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's a great. But mm-hmm. you know what? Their record was about the same at the Coliseum as it was at Barclays. Okay. So here's the here's the only disadvantage, right? The fans now will go to Barclays, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're down to the final eight. You're into the conference semifinals. You're going to go, and the place will be loud because the fans are supportive of their team. The problem is how do the Islanders handle the change of the back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. They practice on Long Island, busing or driving to. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, getting either a day room mm-hmm. in Brooklyn for their nap, which I'm sure that's what they're going to do. Lou Lamar, uh, 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 there's no way Lou is letting them go back to Long Island, but during the regular season that would happen. So it just disrupts the flow a little bit. Sure. So how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, Lou will be there to block out all, as many as he can, distractions, mm-hmm. and Trotz will have them focused. So I don't think it's as much of a problem as it possibly could be. But it does make things different. The, it's it's not the same. The Islanders don't feel at home at Barclays. They feel at home at the Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. It's not a neutral site. They're not going on the road. It's just not the same home. Right. So that's uh, so. Speaking of Lou, uh, your old boss, Lou Lamorello. Yeah. I mean, what's uh, what has he done for this organization so far? In your well, opinion, in terms of you said get, focus. Yeah, uh, no question. Well, he brings your resume. So mm-hmm. when he when you have a guy who's in the Hall of Fame who takes over, a message is being sent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and especially when the Islanders have stumbled so badly over the years. Uh, and last year was a disaster. So now Lou comes in, and immediately everybody sits up. Right. Nobody's slouching down in the chair. Everybody sits up. It's it's like anything. There's a presence to Lou Lamorello. So when he walks in the room, everybody notices. And when he says, no, we're going to move that coffee table two inches to the right, people go, OK. And they think there's some genius behind it. Mostly it's just him saying, I'm in charge and I want that thing two inches to the right. Mm-hmm. So you pay attention. And then you bring in Barry Trotz, right. who comes off the So a he's available. Right. You know, so, he I falls mean, in your lap, really, that's right? serendipity. Mm-hmm. So you bring a guy in who, yes, he had not won prior to last year, but was acknowledged to be a really mm-hmm. good coach. So now, if you're an Islander player, you go, wow, we're, we're, like we're serious. And right. so now you're a little more focused. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people say. Oh, this guy gets $3 million, This guy gets $5 million, This guy gets $8 million. Yeah, they should be focused every day, but they're human beings and if the work environment around them isn't conducive to success then it's too easy to slip into bad habits and then if nobody gets on your case the bad habits continue so Lou came in and he set a tone that the past is done we're here to win we're serious about it and then as I said he went out and he made some signings and some trades Leonard was a big one. He brought in some veterans, uh, Valtteri Filppula and Leo Komarov and Matt Martin, 
who uh, just you know they they have a, a way about they're just professional mm-hmm. they, like they come in and go no what what do you, that was a shortcut mm-hmm. you know no you can't do that that's wrong when they're looking at film they go what were you doing you can't go sure. there and people listen because they've been around the league for a while and then success starts and next thing you know you're off and run so he built he got some veterans in there and then got a break with Leonard too because who knew what was going to happen there yeah, right yeah and so no. and, and Thomas Grice by the way who's backing up in these playoffs had a fabulous year uh, mm-hmm. year as well they just went with Leonard here in the postseason right. wasn't uh, mm-hmm. Leonard was the better of the two for sure yeah. but Grice was good as well so you know they tightened up defensively they said listen we're not gonna we're not gonna play go-go hockey we're, we're not gonna going to get caught with guys out of position which is going to play sound positional hockey and you know it's kind of like the guy who hits the ball from the baseline it's not Mm -hmm. exactly uh, a a good comparison but it's pretty close I'm going to make you make the mistakes I can track down every ball like Stefan Edberg if you remember back in the day boom boom I'll track everything down I'll just hit it back to you and eventually you're going to make a mistake Mm -hmm. the Islanders the same way look we're not going to take a lot of chances when we can hit a winner we will but for the most part we're just going to Go in there, play, play mm-hmm. hard, play smart, and then when you make a mistake, we'll jump all over. Mm-hmm. And so Capitals, assuming they'll get by the Hurricanes, I mean, the, the Islanders can beat the Capitals. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, listen, the, the, uh, Tampa Bay, the best team in the league, lost. Mm-hmm. They got swept in the first round mm-hmm. by Columbus. Anybody can beat anybody. Shocking. Oh, no, it was. What? The sweep, for sure, for sure. And and even the, the victory. Uh, nobody saw the sweep. A couple of people, you know, just because they wanted to go the other way. Was there an injury in there? What, what? Well, uh, they they did play without two of their better defense. I mean, one of the best in the league got hurt during the season okay. uh, series, Victor Hedman, and they were also without Anton Strawman. But that Columbus just stepped on their throat early, other than the first period mm-hmm. when they were down in game one, three, nothing. Uh, they just came right. out and, and they just took uh, Tampa Bay's spirit. Tampa Bay had no bounce back. So it was shocking. But that's proof that anybody can win. So, yep. yeah, yep. listen, I I don't know that the Islanders would be the favorites going in. I think that Washington, if they get out of the series, as I said earlier, will uh, be better for the experience against Carolina. Again, off times, the first round's the hardest to get out of because everyone's juiced and jammed and you're a little nervous. The other team's fired up. And so you kind of go like, all right, uh, this is a st- sterner test than we thought. But I think if they get out mm-hmm. of it, uh, they'll be a tough out for sure. Well, it's been an exciting story so far, so we will definitely follow the uh, Islanders throughout the the playoffs here uh, with, of course, Matt Lachlan, uh, the Devils analyst, so he can certainly give us the inside scoop uh, on the Islanders as well. Uh, let's switch to baseball. Uh, Red Sox-Yankees two-game series. Uh, the Yankees sweep that. Uh, no surprise there in terms of the Red Sox have just been – it must be a World Series hangover. Uh you know, they've been awful. I mean, we've talked about this already. The starting pitch has been awful. I mean, you know, no timely hitting. Uh, and, I mean, you know, Mookie Betts is what? He's batting 200. Uh, I I don't think I, – I wouldn't fault necessarily the offense. It's more the uh, the pitching has been horrendous. Um, and, you know, I, Alex Cora's la- la- latest quote was, well, they just got to play better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's not insightful. much more you can do, right? right? Yeah. Um, listen – they had a magical year last year, historic year. Uh, to expect them to have repeated that was folly. Mm-hmm. No one thought that they would not start the season uh, well. They haven't. Uh, you know, I, I would worry about it Memorial Day. 
I, I another month. I, you, it's a long season, as we know. Because is Tampa Bay uh, going to do what yeah, they? Yeah, so that you know, they doing? got a big series against Tampa Bay now. I mean, is Tampa Bay going to continue? They're a team. They're a streaky team, Tampa Bay. I mean, they they've got that you know losing eight of ten in their bag at any time. So. I, you know, I, I you, let, let's see what happens there. And then, the, of course, we know the Yankees with a bunch of injuries and such. So uh, the, the AL East in general is absolutely up in the air because, you know, we're not going to, you know, even Baltimore has been, they're spo- we're supposed to be all-time horrible and haven't been. So who knows what's going to happen with with the uh, with the AL East uh, and so, certainly the Red who Sox. Who surprised you from the Red Sox the most? Who, who surprised me in terms of poor play? Yeah. Uh, Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... He's, I don't what know. What do you think about his last start? Whatever's going on, I mean, he's not getting the velocity. You know, I mean, you know, he's been clocked, what, like in the low 90s, uh, high last 80s. Last start, like, though, he got back up into he, like yeah, 96, 97. Yeah, he start, yeah, so something was up. I mean, he's a, he's not a big guy. You know, what is he? He's a beanpole. He's 190 pounds. He's tall. So, you know, he, he does have times where he, he struggles with his velocity. And if he doesn't have the ball popping out of his hand and, and, go, and going into the mid-90s, high-90s, then, then he's not a, he can't be an effective pitcher. So when, then that's the problem. Then you start thinking, okay, what's going on? Is there something going on with his shoulders? Is there something going on with, you know, last year he had a couple nagging injuries later in the season. Has he recovered from them? So, and they, and I, I think that their, their confidence kind of comes, comes off of him because, he, you know, when he's dominant, I mean, there's not a better pitcher in baseball. When he's on, there's not a better pitcher in baseball. But I think he deals with some wear and tear issues. And so you're wondering, coming out of spring training, he just wasn't ready. It seems yeah, that's possible. And like so, I said against the Yankees, I mean, he was he was throwing hard. His location mm-hmm. was off a little bit, uh, and you know, you saw what he said after the game uh, about how he felt about how he's been playing, mm-hmm. and, uh, embarrassing his family, embarrassing <laughs> his organization, embarrassing his team. So, as great as he'd been, that that's a little heavy. But it, it is you, there's something you expect from Chris Sale at this point, and then you look without him, they don't win a World Series. That's it. I yeah. Mean, so. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's what he does in his next in start. Next start, right? Yeah, the, but it's way too early mm-hmm. to worry about them. I mean, they're yeah. what, eight and a half behind Tampa Bay? Something like that as yeah, they wake it, up this it, morning. It's, they have six and 15, and yeah, eight, eight and a half I out, I believe, this half. morning. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, look, there's a lot of time. Um, I don't, I'm not convinced that Tampa Bay is going to run away with anything. The Yankees got their problems. Um, so, you know. To me, the Yankee problems are are more concerning than the Red Sox problems. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the Red Sox. Rick Porcello, it's like life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. With Rick pretty Porcello, much. Pretty much. It's gonna, it could be a great year. It could be a terrible year. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one of his bad years. I don't know. Right. Um, and I don't know what David Price will do. But I, I think overall, because they're playing their regulars for the most part, I'm not that worried about the Red Sox. I think ultimately mm-hmm. a championship pedigree shows up. Doesn't appear from the outside. I don't know. You follow them. I don't. But it doesn't appear from the outside that there's any problem with Cora. They love him. Doesn't yeah. appear to be any internal dissension. You know, so it, it just appears yeah. that they're not they just haven't gotten collectively off to a good start. And I don't know, you can't really blame it on the on the bullpen. I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen him bring uh, Kimbrell back. He did struggle in the playoffs last year, but I think that he, they're better with him. But his demands were just too high. It looks like now. For the, a team that can't yeah. make enough money. <laughs> the, right. For a team the, that can't. Yeah. How, many, how many championships have they won in the last 20 years? 
Uh, four. Now. There we go. Yeah. Can't make enough money, and now suddenly they've decided that uh, Craig Kimbrell's demands are too high. And so it looks like the latest I'm hearing is that he may take a deal with the Braves now. Um, but w- think about that. I mean, he's the, very much the heart and soul of that. I mean, not the heart and soul of that team. I would go back more to Sale and to obviously Mookie Betts, and uh, you know, but a, a very important part of that team. And now he's not there. I mean, it could affect. You know, I get it. They, you know, teams I don't think so. On, I think if they got to, if they had leads and they were blown and not closed, then guys would be barking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with you. Uh, it's really more their starting pitching, but I, I think their regulars will hit, and I think they'll be fine. They won't win the amount of games they won oh, last year. They're going to be in a dogfight, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, this is, but the Yankees concern me more because the injuries. Yeah, that mm-hmm. lineup without you know, I mean, it's missing so much. I mean. Domingo Herman is your best pitcher right mm-hmm. now. Maybe yeah. he wins the Cy Young Award. I don't know. But uh and in the loss last night to Kansas City, he was he was pretty good, but that's a problem. Yeah. If he's I mean, your best pitcher. Yeah, and they're going but back to But it's still to, early. As I said about the Red Sox, it's early, right? I right. mean, if Paxton can pitch the way he did the other night, if Hap can pitch the way he did, he was pretty mm-hmm. good. Tanaka's be been okay. Tanaka's been oh, you know, off and on, I mean, you know, or they don't they don't hit when he's pitching well. I mean, you know, so uh, you know, so there's 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 issues with. Uh, well, come on, we knew there was issues with Their the starting pitching. Not been good, which yeah. is interesting, but yeah, I mean, I thought that I, you know, I, I, they were they were frighteningly good, but with these injuries and then the bullpen's okay. Starting pitching is really, you know, been it's okay at best. Which you were saying the big issue with the starting pitching and and uh, you know I, I just thought that you know get a lead and you're winning the game, um, but uh, again now they've got the they've got uh, injuries to to position players and uh, and that's an issue moving forward. So, but again, come on, is is Tampa Bay Rays running away with the AL East? Uh, you know, I just don't see it. And uh, so we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to. For the Red Sox, anyway, be patient, and they may be able to get back into this. But there's a well, was, listen. If they don't, if they if they get swept this weekend, mm-hmm. they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it's eight and a half. So eleven and a half out. It, it starting May is a lot. You know, yeah. is a lot. Yeah. So, but you know what? If they win two out of three, then it's seven and a half, and you go, hey, we'll. we'll then you're we'll in the middle up. of the pack, and then maybe a run. You take a run in July or what have you. We'll we'll see. We're not even a month into the season, so that's why I say wait till Memorial Day. You have a better idea, right? And if they're continuing to struggle, then you just call it what it is. I mean, just guys that stars that aren't being stars is pretty much what you got, and you got a World Series hangover, man. Maybe. I don't know, maybe a coming out of spring training. I don't know if Cora saw anything. He didn't say anything. I mean, was this team ready to play? It was just, you know, so they're, uh, they, are, uh, they are struggling, and we'll see. But, you know, like you said, the Yankees got some concerns, too. So the AL East is uh, wide open. And uh, that'll do it uh, for this, uh, this week's show. Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com. We have articles on there as well. And uh, you can uh, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter as well. We'll be back next week with plenty more sports talk. Bye-bye.